Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Lackadar Podcast. And today the song I chose to, or I thought God calling me to do, was a song that I've always loved, ever since the first time I heard it, really. It's Lord I Need You by Matt Marr. And before we get too deep into it, I'm going to go ahead and open us up with a word of prayer. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day and I thank you for everything you've done for us, God. Because, God, you really have done so much for us, God. And I just ask that you would please help us to realize that, God. And just please help us to stay in tune with what you would have for us today. And please help me to speak your words and help the people that they would listen to what you would have to say. Not me, God, but what you would have to say through me. And I just ask that you would please help me to be the man you would have me to be in every situation, God. And just please help that we could love you and just love people. And please help this episode that it can be an episode for you. And it's in my prayer. So, I'm going to go ahead and play this song. And I'm sorry if there's more background noise than usual. This is kind of a new location that I'm doing it at. But I'm going to go ahead and play the video.
All right. So that is Lord, I Need You by Matt Maher. And I hope you can see right now it's one of my favorite songs. It's just such a powerful song that I really have always loved ever since the first time I heard it. And the scripture reference is probably going to be one of the shortest scripture references I'll ever use, but that's okay. That's all we need in this case. So this is Psalm 30, verse 8. And it says, To you, O Lord, I cry, and to the Lord I plead for mercy. So, to you, O Lord, I cry. That speaks to, that should speak to every Christian. Because we've cried to God many times in our life, even when we don't realize it. I'll take you back to the very first one, very first time you called God, Lord. And that was when you first acknowledged Him as your Savior. However long ago that was. It could be eight years ago, 20 years ago, or last week. That was the first time you really ever called upon the name of the Lord. And if you've been saved for a long time, or even if you've been saved a week, I'm sure that there have been many, many other instances where you've called upon the name of the Lord. Where you just said, Lord, I need you. That's one of the shortest prayers I've ever prayed. was just those four words. Yeah, I had to check that out. Yeah, make sure it was four words. But just those four words, Lord, I need you. Or Lord, help. That I've prayed prayers that were that short before. And the fact that a holy God would allow us to pray to him is just amazing. So, I'm going to go ahead and break down the lyrics, starting with the first verse, which says, Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. And the way I take this is, it's the person who's been caught up in sin. Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. So I take this as someone who's been wayward, like the prodigal son. And that's every single one of us. This should be our prayer every time we sin. Because God is the one that guides our heart. He's the only one that guides our heart. And without Him, we fall apart. I mean, it's just that simple. Without God, we fall apart. We're prone to sin. We are prone to wonder. And that's just who we are as human beings. And that's why we need a Lord. And a Lord is like a ruler. Or like the person that you submit to. And as Christians, we don't like, or as people, we don't like to submit to anyone, really. I mean, we really don't like to have someone giving us orders or like to have someone else telling us what to do. But in this case, we need a Lord because there's no way to get to heaven without God as your Lord. And then it says, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness, 
Oh God, how I need you. It is porous. It's awesome in itself. Just how heartfelt and honest it is. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. And we do. We have a desperate, desperate need for a Savior. And we, as human beings, we have that need because we can't somehow muster up the way to save ourselves. We just can't do it. We can't do all these good things or all these... When we can't do all these good things, like I said, to gain salvation, the only way that comes is through the Lord. And then every hour, that's awesome too, because every hour, I mean, I can't even, I can't go an hour without sinning. And every hour I need a Savior. Because if I were to die without a Savior in an hour, that I, say I only sin one hour out of the day, if I were to, or committed one sin in every hour out of the day, like, at, from the one to two o'clock hour I sinned, two to three o'clock hour I sinned. So just one sin an hour every day. And I died during that hour without a Lord, I would go to hell. And that's why we need God every hour because we're not strong enough ourselves to save ourselves or sustain ourselves. That's why we need a Savior. And then our one defense in righteousness. This is, that's another line that is very true. Our one defense, the only thing that keeps us protected from hell or from the worldly forces. And sometimes it might seem like the worldly forces have won. It really might. In this time we live in, it really seems that way. But God has us. And He is our only defense. And nothing can stop God from loving you and from being your Lord and protector. The only thing that can stop Him, or the only thing that's going to allow Him not to do that is you. You're the only person that can allow, or that can tell God not to be your Lord. Because... God wants desperately to be everyone's Lord, but we tell people tell him no. And he's not gonna force himself on you. And that's just the only way it is. And that in our righteousness, that's the only way we are made right, is through the Lord. That goes back to if you died without him, you'd go to hell because you were not you did not have any form of salvation, you certainly weren't righteous. So any good thing that comes after your salvation is not from you, it's from the Lord. So then it starts the second verse. Where sin runs deep, your grace is more. Where grace is found is where you are. And where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. And that is... Really, I keep saying this, but the whole song is just really awesome and true. Where sin runs deep, your grace is more. So where we have that area in our lives that we just can't shake the sin in it, because we all have that sin we struggle with. And when where that sin is, God's grace is more. Now, should we keep doing that sin so God can keep dishing out His grace? No, absolutely not. That's not 
what God is meaning when he gives the grace. The grace is for when we do sin, which is inevitable. He's got the grace that it's not to run out and go sin. So we will get to use that grace. And, hold on, lost my place. Where grace is found is where you are. And that's the only person that gives us grace is God. Because you can have somebody give you grace. You can have a teacher give you grace on your homework. Or a boss give you grace in some way in the workplace. But the only place that true grace comes from is God. And true grace is allowing us to not die and go to hell. Because God has every right to send us to hell. But that grace, He doesn't. He doesn't. He sent His Son so we would not have to dive off into the pits of hell. And then, where you are, Lord, I am free. And that's another truth that where the Lord is, we're free from the bondage of sin. If He's our Lord. And Holiness is Christ in me. And that goes back to what I said just a few minutes ago. Anything good that we've done is not from us. It's from the Lord. So holy is being set apart. So all the things we've done that are good or holy is from the Lord. Because you didn't do those things before you were saved. You couldn't. Because you you were sinful. And... It's not us doing the action. It's God using us. That's why I always pray that God would use, use me. Not me just speak words. And then it goes off into the chorus scene. And then the third verse, bridge, whatever you'd like to call it. So teach my song to rise to you when temptation comes my way. When I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. So teach my song to rise to you. That is when temptation comes my way. That is when temptation is rearing its ugly head up and like Jesus being tempted in Matthew 4. When that is starting to happen, this is a prayer to God to let my song rise to you. Let me turn to you when temptation comes so I don't give in to the temptation. Because temptation is not a sin. Acting on the temptation is a sin. And when we do eat that fruit in Adam and Eve terms, then that's when the sin occurs. And this is a prayer in that moment of the serpent saying, eat the fruit or do this, that our song rises to the Lord. And it's just a protection of God, I'm being tempted. Please help me stay in you. And that should be our prayer all the time when we have something tempting us in any form or fashion, whether it be a lust tempting us or a lie tempting us or anything. May we look to God and say, God, I don't want to sin here. Please be with me. So when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. So when, we, when we're so beat up by the burdens of this world, we can't even stand. We have a place to fall. And that's Jesus. We can bring all our burdens to Him. And He can handle it. There's nothing He's not seen before. And you might think, oh, you don't know the burdens I have. Look at every biblical person. 
Especially Paul. Look at, he was Saul before. He was so simple. He was going to persecute the church. God changed him to Paul. And he wrote over half the New Testament. So God can change you and God can take your burdens. I mean, this is an analogy. When Jesus was holding the cross on the way up to his crucifixion, a man named Simon had to carry the cross the rest of the what? He took the burden from Jesus. And God placed that man there so that he could carry the burdens. And that's what God does for us. He says, bring all who are heavy laden, bring your burdens to me because I cannot remember the exact reference of that, but because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I'll put that reference down in the description. But right now I'm completely blanking on the um, reference. But just bring your burdens to the Lord because He can handle them. He can turn them into something we never thought our burdens could be. So then it just keeps repeating the chorus after that part. So it's my prayer that we would not think we're awesome. That we could submit ourselves to God. And that we could realize that in our times of temptation, in every hour, even when it's good, that we need a Savior and that we have one. And that we need a Lord and we have one. Because there's going to be times where we're beat up, both spiritually or all, spiritually, emotionally, physically. And we have a God that can sympathize with that because He came down to this earth as a human. And died for us. And was resurrected. We had that. And we never need to get too proud. That we don't recognize that. And. I think that is about all I have to say. Just always reach out to God. In every time. Even if it's as simple as Lord I need you. Because I promise you. He will be there. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. And then I'm going to say a few things after the prayer. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day. And I thank you for the Lord, I need you prayers, God. For those prayers in the second where we need you, God. We're being tempted or we're burdened, God. And we can just call on you and you're a holy God. You don't have to allow us to do that, God, but you do. And I thank you for these people, God. And I ask that they would pray to you, God. And that they would submit themselves before a holy God. And I thank you for Jesus because that's the only reason that I get to do this, God. And I thank you for choosing me to be the best one. And I just ask that you please help me to love you and live for you every day of my life and help these people to do the same. And I just thank you for being the Lord that hears us and that when we need you, is always there for us. And it's in your name, my friend. Amen. So, next week... There will not be an episode aired, more than like, or more than likely. I know it won't be on Tuesday because I'll be going to a youth camp with my church from Saturday to Tuesday. If you are in youth age, which is seven through twelve, and hear this tomorrow, and would like to come, we have six spots open. Contact me or Evan Sheridan. 
And as quick as you can, so Tuesday or Wednesday, you listen to this. If it's after Wednesday, if it's preferably after Wednesday or Thursday. Or Friday. We don't leave till Saturday, so. But if you're listening to this in a week, then you've already missed. Anyway, we have six spots open. Contact me or Evan Sheridan. And then, um, what was that? Oh, I forgot where I was going with that. So there will not be one next week unless there might be a small little five to ten minute devotion on Thanksgiving. If there's not, happy Thanksgiving. And I love you. Have a great two weeks if I don't get to air next week. Goodbye and love you.